Kim, it's Nadia. We live on Two Oceans Vibe Radio. Welcome to On the Flip Side. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited about having you on the show today. Uh, guys, I met uh, Kim last week um, at another business event and uh, was just really, you know, grateful to have crossed paths with you, Kim. And yeah, so thank you just um, for making yourself available today uh, to chat to us, as I was telling the listeners, more about how to develop you know, emotional intelligence in terms of speech and how that affects our personal lives as well as business lives. So, Kim, uh, perhaps we can kick off um, just with a little bit of an introduction um, about, you know, who's Kim um, or Kimi, as I see you also call yourself, and, um, <laughs> you know, what is it that you do? As a personal you, and Nadia. business communication specialist, because I'm sure the listeners are very keen to hear what that is all about. Thank you so much. Well, hi, good afternoon, everybody. It's, it's wonderful to be here. My biggest influence in life comes from actually some struggles in my childhood where I got teased really badly and was never the, the popular pretty girl. In fact, I had terrible acne and very thick glasses and <laughs> did not do well on the teenage scene at all. And then one day I answered the phone and it was somebody in my father's business network. And my dad came to me after the, he had had the conversation and he said, uh, I've just received a wonderful compliment about you how nicely you speak and what a great impact you made on the telephone. And at that point, I started recognizing that I was standing out from my peers. My parents were quite, not strict, but quite firm in how we presented ourselves, how we spoke. I lived in an area of England and where people were quite slack in, in, in how they pronounced their teeth, you know, a little bit of the Cockney accent. Mm. And my parents being non-English said, no, we don't, we, we want you to pronounce all the letters in your words. And I started getting in, employed weekend and holiday work. And wherever I went and asked about work, I got the jobs and I was always put into positions where I was dealing with customers and I've never struggled gaining employment, even for positions that I haven't necessarily been qualified for. And this led me, when I, when I started performing, studying performing arts, I, I'll never forget my first speech class. I've never had a speech class or a voice class prior to that, and not in, not in that official capacity. And it just resonated with me straight away, how the voice works, the dynamics of the voice, how, it, how, it, how dynamic you can be by changing elements of what is called modulation, how you change elements of your voice for different situations. And that is really where my fascination and my journey and my discovery of the power behind being a strong communicator comes in. Wow. And um, Kim, I'm sure that this kind of led on to, if I may call it that, um, you know, birthing uh, your organization called iShine. And perhaps you can just tell us a little bit more about iShine. 
Absolutely. Well, iShine started many years ago, and and it 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 evolved from starting to offer adult drama classes. To be honest, and in my drama. I started using drama more as a means of, of life therapy. Mm. And then because I was working with adults, we started applying the, the voice of the communication element into industry sectors. And that's how I recognized, again, the value of having a strong voice, understanding how the voice works for longevity of voice for example i was working some of my my drama students were tour operators and in the tourism setting they said you know their voices get so tired when they're constantly talking and so we addressed that then i had a lawyer who just wanted to uncover his creative side and he realized how poor he was when he had to speak in the boardroom uh, in in the in the courtroom sorry yeah. He didn't know how to project his voice. He felt mm-hmm. that he, he, he had poor physical presence. And so, and so that's how I started working with, with one-on-one clients and small group, groups of adults and then getting recommended to go and work in different companies or, you know, through the power of networking mm-hmm. and recognizing that mindset and mindfulness and the understanding of each one is something that we study in a different way in, when you're studying drama and theater and performing arts. And, and I, with time, as I recognized the therapy element of this, I started doing lots of reading and being inspired by other people and developing my methodologies um, along these lines. And yeah, until what it is today, and that's how that's how I shine was first. <laughs> wow, I think that um, you know often. I think that you know there's another th- feature that uh, we do on the show. It's called the state of your brand is the state of your mind, and um, it's all about the mindfulness of you know where where our minds at, our state of mind, and mm-hmm. you certainly touch on some of those elements. Um, but Kim, uh, also, you know, as we as we kind of lead into our topic for today, which I'd love to start chatting to you about, I was just listening to some of the things that you were saying in terms of, um, you know, using different kinds of speech or voice for specific different elements or applying a different to get a different result but also how that also impacts of what we perceive in terms of our presence or how we project ourselves and our impact um, I can say on the world or whether that's in a boardroom or whether that's in a staff meeting or maybe just you know at a social event so perhaps we can just go into one of the first things I, I really want to ask you is is to maybe unpack a little bit why it is important to work on the emotional intelligence of your speech and how it impacts your life personally and in business. A great question. I think one element that many people never give thought to or underestimate is how in every situation you have a goal whether you are talking to 
a family relative, whether you are a parent talking to your children, whether you are in a team environment, whether you are the leader in your corporate space, wherever you are, whether you are in the gym chatting with buddies, whether you are out socially, you have a goal, you have an end picture in mind of how you want that interaction to go. And some people are a little bit blindsided um, by thinking that they need to be true to themselves and whoever they are is whoever people should accept. <laughs> and then they wonder why time, they're not yeah. getting the results mm. or the responses from people that they are dealing the with. Desire, yeah. And emotional intelligence really comes down to being aware of the situation that you are in. Mm, and if context, that situation yeah. is not going the way that you want it to, mm. then you you need to change something about your output. You yes. need to have continual assessment and be ready to to recognize this is not going the way I wanted. I'm not getting the results. I didn't expect that person to respond in that way. Okay, I need to change my output. Maybe it's my presence. Maybe it's my tone of voice. Maybe it's the words that I'm choosing to use are not being interpreted in the way that I wanted them to. And, and mm. this is where emotional intelligence of every situation mm. comes in, into play. Mm. And people really underestimated so what i'm hearing what i'm hearing kim it's almost a disproportionate um idea of how one you know speaks potentially you know to keep your if i may call it um authenticity however what we're saying is that it's not about being unauthentic or not authentic, rather, in terms of what it is that you are communicating or wanting to, you know, achieve with your communication in terms of goal objectives, why you're speaking to those people. It's more about understanding, you know, the context and being in more prepared or understanding towards, you know, because ultimately, like you say, your goal is to to reach them, to touch them, or for them to understand what it is that you're trying to say. And sometimes we need to say it differently. It could be a different tone or in a different yeah. way for them to, to that message to actually penetrate or impact. Absolutely. Remember that everybody is brought up very differently in very different environments and culture and religion and country and language can all contribute to how somebody is brought up and how they are taught to communicate or sadly how they're taught not to communicate. And for a really good example is when I moved to South Africa from the Netherlands, in Holland, people are very direct and <laughs> they just want to get the show on the road. If you, messing, if you mess up, somebody will say, hey, you've messed up, and you'll generally say, you're right, and let me fix this and, and get mm. on with it. People don't take offense exactly. terribly easily in, exactly. in Holland. And that's, it, but in Love South it. Africa, <laughs> when I moved here, yeah. I, would, I, had, you know, I was quite direct. I was, I was fairly confident. And if I made an arrangement with somebody uh, when I was at college and we had to get together to rehearse, and I was there at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning and everybody else pitched up at 11 o'clock, I would say, you know, guys, why are you two hours late? Mm. This is not on. Mm. And people took offense at my directness. I wasn't swearing. I wasn't being rude. Mm. But 
I didn't win yeah. brownie points because think, yeah. they were not used to my yeah. method of communication that had worked for me so well in Holland. Mm-hmm. So I really had to rethink my what did I want to achieve? I really wanted to achieve harmony. I wanted to get the rehearsals going. I wanted to be productive. I wanted to be top student. I wanted to be brilliant. And I wanted to have a brilliant time at college getting on with my friends. And I had to find a way of getting that message across mm-hmm. that didn't offend anybody, didn't didn't insult anybody, not that I was insulting anybody, but that nobody took offense at it and that we that I got everybody there at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. But you were still and being a saint. I had to about, speak slightly yeah. more passively, and exactly. so I had I had to change something that I was doing to get the result I wanted from mm-hmm. my colleagues or my mm-hmm. fellow students, mm-hmm. and and that is we we live in a society where we have people with all different backgrounds mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and communication strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and if we stop pointing fingers at other people and say okay how can i make this situation exactly. work what can i do differently mm-hmm. you are going to see such amazing results mm, exactly because that's where it starts it's you know it's yeah. like a it's almost one to say you know there's always a point of where movement starts or or things like that and it's something that we can basically take accountability for so Kim if I may yeah. um, go on to my very next uh, discussion point which is very much I think what you've just mentioned so would that be maybe step one of, you know, how to better your emotional intelligence in terms of speech to getting better results is that would that be to, you know, look um, at, you know, what it is that you can actually change in terms of how you approaching or that message or that um, communication? Yes, this is a strong lesson that I coach on is is that you, if you don't like a situation, if you don't like the outcome, you have to be the person to change your your output it, the, the, the conversations you have with yourself are as important as the conversations you have with other people mm-hmm. and you you have to be honest with yourself you have to it's almost like you intercept Correct. your own life mm-hmm. and you you look at yourself from the outside take a freeze frame shot and this is one of the first exercises I do in my communications coaching is even though people predominantly come for the voice, speech, confidence, mindset coaching, I, I ask them to take, a, to take a step back and have a look at their life, mm-hmm. have a look at their relationships, have a look where they are in business, mm-hmm. have a look where they, they are feeling limited or held back or overlooked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is, we, we take a freeze frame look, look at you, where mm-hmm. you are, who you are, mm-hmm. and how you relate to yourself. Mm-hmm. First of all, mm. before we can even start a breathing exercise. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, just listening to what you're saying, Kim, I mean, if one does evaluate which areas um, and where you are feeling vulnerable or maybe um, challenged or perhaps a little bit intimidated by um, a specific yeah. situation or project or client or staff member and actually looking at the, the, those things first. Um, so what would the next two steps be? Would you like to, um, to give us those tips? 
First of all, I would just like to say that this lesson is is one of many lessons that stands in uh, that is written in Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I have to mention that book because uh, that book was a life changer for me a good wow. 15 years mm-hmm. ago, actually. Mm-hmm. So this so this lesson and and concept really really came from that book, a very mm-hmm. useful tool. Uh, the next the next step in in understanding emotional intelligence is is your vision setting. So you want to see what is the end goal? What does the end picture look like? And what words we can use in a if there is a particular conversation that's going to take place, a particular meeting that's going to take place, maybe it's a strategy a strategy session, what is the end picture? Mm. If you say you want your team members to perform better, why aren't they performing? Are they not performing? Why not approachable? For for example, are you making are you making your team feel stressed? Are you making them feel underaccomplished? Are you making them feel that they lack the caliber to do the job that is doing? What and what is your role in this situation or in the goal that you are setting? So you've taken your snapshot of where you are now in that particular relationship or that particular situation, and you say what you want your goal to be, and then we plot how you're going to get to that goal looking at what your current role is in that situation. And that takes quite a lot of honesty. Mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a, a client two weeks ago who has got a small team, but she felt very much the outsider in her company. And at the end of our breakthrough session, she said, this is largely my doing. She says, I now realize that I am not approachable. (laughs) Yeah. And that is, and and so many leaders and and company owners Mm. feel intimidated if they are not, making ends with their team or they feel that they are on the outside of their team and that can come from a place of lack of confidence being in that role feeling overpowered you know numbers that you've got so many people looking up to you or working underneath you and you're meant to be leading uh, captain you know as the captain of the ship and or that you portray your role in in that of a, a separate entity within the company so you feel that you need to stand ahead of everybody and you know instead of standing alongside everybody. There are many, many different perspectives. There's, there's definitely not a, a one solution for this particular question that you've asked me. It's very much a unique situation, which is why I say continual self-assessment, continual um, evaluation of the situation mm-hmm. and, then, and then finding the ability uh, to change something, to say, okay, this is not working. I need to change something. I don't know if it's going to work, but changing something is better than not changing something. Absolutely. So would that be the third thing we're looking at, Kim? The ability yes. to change, yeah. the, whatever that may yeah. be. So, And then continuous um, self-assessment, assess- assessment of the end goal picture, and then obviously the ability to shift and to be agile around, you know, how one can, you know, be different, uh, whether that is uh, being more approachable or being more clear or more to the point or whatever the case is. Yeah. 
I think what people need to understand about communication and communications coaching is that, for example, if you are an athlete, you have a coach. You are, you are going for gold, you are winning, and then something changes. You can't just carry on doing what you're doing. Your coach will come to you and say, you know what? Your left knee has now become weak. We now need to change something to, to strengthen your left-hand side. You've got, you, you can't carry on doing the same thing and expect different results. So when a situation changes or when mm. you are not winning in the way that you want to or making progress or impacting people in the way that you need to, something needs to change. And, right. and that, it, it, so it's never a one, let's, do, let's change one thing and then that's how it's going to be forever. And that is why continual assessment um, and, and tweaking and adjusting and experimenting is it's crucial in communication. So, um, Kim, um, really, really appreciate you sharing those insights. So if there's, you know, from the things that we've discussed, um, obviously, you know, what it's all about and the context and then, you know, a few short tips, as you say. I mean, these are just a few in, in, a, in a much larger scope of things in terms of how to improve your emotional intelligence um, through speech. But um, if there's one thing you would like for the listeners to take out from our chat today and to remember, what would that be as we wrap up? always smile when you answer the telephone (laughs) (laughs) excellent advice excellent advice it it, it is it really it really makes such a good first impression on the phone if you smile and you say hello kim speaking and you're smiling you sound approachable you sound interesting you sound awake and it it is a fail proof Mm. it is a fail proof uh, tool to use to make a great impact and to be engaged in your conversation on the telephone. You know that um, one of my first, well, my first mentor and coach, boss, business partner, name it, uh, she used to say, have a mirror in front of your desk. (laughs) And uh, because we obviously have to motivate, um, you know, lots of things to media, etc. And to speak to clients. And she said, so you could look at yourself and hear yourself and smile. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is. It just Very transcends bad. that energy, I think, also, yeah. which is so important um, for people to emotionally connect with you um, regardless of your message. Yeah. No, it is very important. I'm, I'm forever clicking my fingers in the office and pulling like a, <laughs> an inane grin at, at my team, <laughs> reminding them smile <laughs> because you can hear you get into a serious conversation yeah. that you yeah you you can really lose the momentum yeah. of impact if you if you don't if you don't smile when you're talking on the phone absolutely kim thank you once yeah. again for your uh, beautiful insights and um, just really intrigue with um, always with how you know, our emotional intelligence, our mindset and consciousness actually impacts our lives from day to day, whether that is in regards of our personal success and our business success. And often it's kind of, you know, it's a really cool place to start. Um, If any of you out there were thinking, um, you know, to set some personal goals, 
Um, Kim, on that note, um, I do believe that you have some really cool programs that you offer to support people um, and, you know, the clients you're working with in terms of developing their um, speech um, and their consciousness in terms of emotional intelligence um, and to obviously improve them in terms of communication and verbal communication. Could you maybe share um, your contact details um, and what's available coming up over the next month or so? as we wrap up. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Well, I shine, just so you never forget my company name. There is nothing more fulfilling than watching a client that I'm working with uh, resonate with what I'm teaching and feel good about themselves. And when somebody feels good about themselves, their eyes shine. They light up, and that's hence the name of my, my company. We offer, I offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching, I'm booking some workshops coming up over the next month or two here in Cape Town and in Joburg. And I also do bespoke tailor-made coaching packages if you would like me to come and work with you in your corporate environment. So it's very corporate, uh, sorry, it's very industry-based. You know, I do lots of research into your industry. I see exactly what's going on within the team or within the company structure. We can work different levels of, of team and management and really enhance in-house company culture and communication. So those are bespoke and tailor-made courses. And um, what have I missed out? And my contact details, (laughs) 082-958-7187. And my website is ishineeye.co.za. And all my contact information is on there. There you go, guys. Thanks so much, Kim, for joining us. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be chatting soon, I'm sure, off air. But, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and um, keep, um, I almost want to say warm, but it is kind of warm outside, but probably just for the moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Nadia. It's no been really problem. wonderful chatting to you. Same here. Goodbye. Cheers. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.